Most would know me as the voice of Jimmy Neutron. Tink, 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 brain blast! Did you audition for The Simpsons? Yes. You did? Yes. Did you audition for Bart? Yes. You did? Yes. What does your Bart Simpson sound like? Like Jimmy Neutron? It sounded like <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Debbie Derryberry is a master voice actor, vocal coach, and a mentor whose impressive 35 years in the business has helped create countless recognizable characters for TV, film, and video games. Best known for voicing the iconic cartoon character Jimmy Neutron, Debbie's a pretty big deal, or shall I say, little deal, as they affectionately call her in the industry, considering that she just stands four feet, 10 inches. Her voiceover talent has garnered her characters in movies from Toy Story to The Incredibles to Wreck-It Ralph and even Trolls. And on any given day, she can be found going head to head with talented 12 year olds competing for the very same vocal roles. Here she is, the voice, the legend, Debbie Derryberry. It's an honor to have you. You're kind of a big deal. Oh, gosh, thanks. You I'm, are. I'm not very tall, really. I don't know. I'm pretty <laughs> short. They call me the little deal. And I don't think you would be sitting here right now if I did not put my kids in a certain school in Toluca Lake. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I get a lot of requests for podcasts and interviews, and I have to pick and choose because there's only so many hours in the day. That's and of right. course, when it comes from your kids, kids, dad. <laughs> my son and I and my other son, we all moved out here with my wife yep. before we even had our little girl, Brooklyn, yep, yep. who you know. Um, and who we, doesn't know Brooklyn? Who doesn't know Brooklyn? Yeah. That's my little five-year-old princess. And, you know, we put our, our kids in a school right here, like right in Brighton, Brighton Hall. I guess it's kind of Toluca Lake. Is yeah, that it's right? got to be five minutes from here, maybe. No freeways. That's right. You have to say that when you live in L.A. Yeah. Five minutes, no freeways. Uh-huh. And so uh, my kids met a, an amazing best friend that they made, River. Totally best friend. I mean, my kid has never had a couple of buddies like your kids that he always wants to go stay at. And he comes home and I feel inadequate. <laughs> yeah. Mom, they play a lot. They eat good food. They have such, such a fun house. How come you're not like that? <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile... You're the cool family. <laughs> we don't go to movies and hear my voice. Yeah, yeah, I show up in a lot of people's living rooms too. <laughs> the best thing that I love about uh, about you and your relationship with your son, it's a great relationship, first of all. Thank you. Um, but I love the first day of school song. I know all your credits, right? <laughs> I've seen you on movies and everything else, but the thing I love most about you is the first day of school song. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I would always do like uh, little funny messages for my outgoing message that I thought were cool and people didn't want to listen to. But it was just a little ditty and I thought, well, it's his first day of school. I'll bring up my guitar and just make something up on the spot. And um, I think it was back in kindergarten maybe, and I sang him the song that's on YouTube that gets like more hits than the ones I really invested in. It's just, uh, it's the first day of school. It's the first day of school. The first day of school. It's really, really cool. You can hear the rest on YouTube. You know, and I wake <laughs> I him up just um, rudely and open the windows. And I had my husband at the time filming me and it just became a thing. I didn't know people were going to love it like they did. <laughs> so I'm obligated to do it every year. 
And this year he was in college. Well, who doesn't love it, though, is River at 7 o'clock in the morning when you barge yeah. into his room with well, your guitar. Exactly. <laughs> but I think he came to uh, expect it and love it. And the one year I, I thought, he's too old. Do you know what he did the night before? What? Are you going to sing the song, Mom? For college? No, uh, oh, seriously? Uh, for college. Huh? You're going to sing the song, Mom? <laughs> he wanted it now. All his, his buddies uh, where he was staying in college wanted to hear it, too. Hmm. After they found out who I was and, you know, perused the YouTube, they're like, she better do it. So awesome. <laughs> so awesome. And he's where? He's in Colorado now, right? He is. He's yeah. in his third year in Colorado taking really hard classes. He's a smart boy. He is. Yeah. He is a smart boy. He always knew, uh, like, it, he kind of had always had a good head on his shoulders. And I know that that kid's going to go places for Thank sure. Thank you. You oh, know, yeah, I've been really right. lucky. He's done good things and he hasn't strayed. And uh, I'm trying to be the best mom I can be. But, you know, boys. They want non-helicopter moms, yeah, not they do. me. Uh, helicopter moms. <laughs> <laughs> and congrats. I hear you just celebrated a, a second anniversary with Ian. Yes, oh. my uh, third time's charm husband. Okay. Yeah, two years, and I'm so happy. I just, you know what? When you find someone you can laugh with, mm -hmm. that's the bomb. That's right. Yeah, we're pretty much laughing all the time. Good. Yeah. And Thank he's you. he's not from the United States, right? No, he was uh, born in Scotland, raised in England. So I get to practice my British accent with him and he tells okay. me when it's not good. And uh, I, you know, people who speak with a British accent, they're just naturally smarter and sexier. That's, That's true. It's just the way we think about them. For sure. So, you know, I got him walking around the house all the time. Mm. It's pretty cool. So for those that don't already know who you are, we've got an icon here. Um, why don't you kind of share uh, a little bit more about you? Like Wait, what, did you say icon? You're an icon. Oh, icon. For sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> that yeah. is so funny to hear those yeah. words come out of your mouth because I don't even see that. I just, you know, I walk my dogs. That's, I well, pick up humble. the poop in the morning. Yeah, see? You know, you're humble. You're being a voice artist. You're you're invisible. That I can see you that. You know? Yeah, but you're not. <laughs> yes. that, thank goodness for social media but thank you um that's nice to be called that i don't know you know what i'm supposed to do with that but you're, nice. you're here you're in your element you got your headphones on you got the microphone this is your whole world you're a voiceover artist yes i kind of uh wake up and go straight to my headphones and mic whether i'm auditioning or coaching or recording and i have gone through a lot of different mics and headphones, and I'm here with my favorite headphones, and you have a really nice mic. And if you guys can't see this, he has an amazing mic arm with two elbows, if you know what that means. It's very exciting. I can put it anywhere I want. You, I bet you'll be my only guest that will appreciate that. Really? <laughs> I think so. Unless they have their home studio. People come to my studio, and they're like, where'd you get that arm? Look at that mm -hmm. arm. You called it the Tesla of mic arms. It, it certainly is. Huh. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So before we kind of get into learning a little bit more about you and your origin story, we've got an exercise. So what you'll notice, Debbie, is that there are two. You can slide two mason over. jars right in front of me with two little pieces jars. of papers in yeah. them. So we've got these uh, two jars, mason jars, and then what you people can't see is that there's little pieces of paper in there that have words on them. Yeah. Right. And so the words in one jar has moods or emotions mm -hmm. okay and then the other jar we've got careers or characters okay right? so if you picked sad from one jar 
and you pick musician from another jar, well, you're going to create a voice that sounds like a sad musician. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm embarking for my supper. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and so to make it even a little bit more fun, I'm going to get to see you in action doing your spontaneous voice acting, but then I'm going to have to pick like, are you a happy clown? Are oh, like a... charades. Yes. Oh, so I'll know what I'm doing, but you won't. So you can't show me what you picked is basically gotcha. what I'm okay. saying. So go ahead and pick All right, let's just... one from each jar there. All right. I'm reaching. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There's too many. I don't know which one to pick that. There's one that's like, no. It's so much information. I don't know. Daddy, oh, it's too. It is too much. I'm um. I can't figure it out. It's too much. Okay, so you're indecisive or confused. I'm gonna go indecisive. Um, there's too much. I can't figure it out. There's too much. I can't I'll, I'll let you pick up pick at the paper. I'll, I could peek at the paper. Peek at the paper, like okay. What? Oh, well, that's kind of in. Okay, so overwhelmed. Uh -huh. I kind of cheated there, but that's okay. So you're, you're <laughs> well, that's like you're. <laughs> it's the first one. We're both getting our feet wet. Okay, so you're overwhelmed. So give me a little bit more. Overwhelmed. Oh, but I yeah, doing candles on my cake, Daddy. Um, Daddy just. Oh, oh, one, two, You're a kid. You're an overwhelmed kid. Good. Is that Very right? Very good. I'm an overwhelmed toddler. You're an, oh, see? Yeah. Wow. See, and toddlers can't really speak that well. That's why I'm like, give me some more. Give you know, me toddlers some more. Um, can form some words. They can do mom, dad. They can count a little bit. Yeah. Younger than that, they make more sounds. Younger even than that, it depends on the syllable and the consonant. I, I do a lot of babies through the ages kind of thing. You should so. write baby songs. <laughs> oh, oddly enough. <laughs> That's a tip, right? <laughs> for those listening, one. she does. You want to do another one? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do another one. Yeah, because yeah, you really didn't get a chance to flex yeah, your skills here. Let's see here. Picking another two. Okay. Yeah, okay, Dad, I get it. I get that you don't want me to go to the prom with Josh. But um, it's just so cute, and I wanted to go to the prom for so long. Man, I can't believe you're not letting me go. <laughs> I was going to be happy, and now I'm not. <laughs> you totally suck, Dad. You are. <laughs> wow, that's a, you are a angry or an upset. <laughs> upset, sad. Good, good. You're Tears, sad. Good one, good one. Uh -huh. yeah. You are a sad teenage girl. <laughs> so on the money. Yay, sad 10 points. Sad teenager. Wow. Ten points, good one That's there. That's you making me look good. Uh-huh. See? Uh -huh. Well, you know, let's we've had each other's back. Yep. All right, here we go, another one. I'm okay. drawing a piece of paper. Here we go. Ooh. Well, that's a big word. That's a ten-point word right there. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, I've been feeding the ferals for like a month now, right? Every day in 6 a.m. And this one finally came out. Ah, I caught her in the cage. I'm going to get her spayed. I'm going to spay the whole entire colony. Oh, maybe I'll tame her and bring her in house with the rest of my babies. <laughs> you are a animal lover um, that is excited. What? Really good. Ecstatic cat lady. Ecstatic cat lady. Super on the money. 
One more, and that's okay. it. Let's see here. All this right. is fun. Of course I can spell that. Okay. Um, cat. C-A-T. I'm ready for the next word. Okay. Um, of course I know how to spell that one. <laughs> Bridge. B-R-I-D-G-E. Thank you very much. I know I'm good at it. I'm the spelling bee champion. <laughs> <laughs> You're very confident. Bing, 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 bing. Okay. And I'm not seeing this. I'm not cheating, right? So you're very confident and you are confident confident speller or a confident um, it was just a child. child. Yeah, okay. Just a child. Got it. There, yeah, that was really good. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I have this game in my um voiceover book where I have people fill a jar with uh accents and then fill another jar or cup with um speech impediments. Okay. And then another one with age and another with um gender. Okay. Or, you know, animal or whatever. And you need to put them all together and read the same, this passage. And everybody reads the same passage in there. Huh. Yeah. Voiceover tricks, you know. I, I'm so fascinated. Okay. I think you should try it. <laughs> you want to do that for me, Jason? So what she's it. doing right now is she's passing over the two jars Oh, we want to hear Jason do this. And now I'm going to turn into a voiceover artist here. Drum roll, please. Okay. Let's see here. Wow. He's shaking, you guys. I don't know if you can see his hands, but he's like shaking the papers, rattling okay. a little bit. I'm Let's kidding. See. He's so so confident. All right. Oh, I had a rough night last night, but, you know, here I am in biology class. I just want to, like, rest and close my eyes because it's been uh, such a rough night. Um, like a tired I really student? Yes. Is you, that what it says? You got it pretty close. It's a sleepy student. Sleepy student. Oh, bing, bing. Uh, you know what? It. You got I, I got it a lot faster than you did. You, you totally did, So right? maybe you should be the voice <laughs> Let me try one more. Getting in. I'm going to, maybe I'm going to take some classes. I'm going to pick up your new book, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's on Amazon. We will talk about it. Yeah, the second edition is out. I'm going to go from the bottom here. Let's see. Okay. I can see see his wheels turning. His mouth is taking shape. Man, my, my day is just going so bad. I'm, I've, I've lost my cape. I can't fly across to the room to save other people. It's just been the worst day ever. Where's all my other friends that we're going to save the world together? A lonely or depressed superhero? Let's see what it is. If I pulled that off, uh, uh, I'm a disgusted, disgusted superhero. Disgusted superhero. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys have so much fun coming up with all these pieces of papers? Nice job, Jenna. Oh. Oh, she did a good, good work. job. That well, was fun. I, Thanks for that, you guys. I might have missed my calling in mm-hmm. life, right? Well, you it's never, never too late to start, is it? That's true. So, flashback. You're seven years old, okay? Yeah. Right. You're in school. Yeah. Like, is this what you wanted to do with your life when you were young? Like, what did you envision yourself ever kind of being a voiceover artist? No. No. I huh? didn't know that was a thing. I you never knew it was a thing. Right, as yeah, a kid? but I had an older brother, so okay. I didn't have any control over the remote. Oh, I watched what true. he wanted, and that was when we had a clicker, mm-hmm. right? First, you had to turn it by hand, then you had the clicker. So when I was seven, I just wanted to sing songs with harmonies and play with my Barbie dolls. Yeah, yeah. So you had a passion or calling for music. It sounds like. Yeah, we always sang, and 
Um, my dad was in the community theater, so we'd always do, you know, whatever show they were doing at the time. So I did a lot of stage, got a guitar when I was nine and taught myself how to play it. And started yourself. writing songs and singing and I had a singing partner down the street. So I've been writing songs and singing like my whole life and doing harmonies. Where'd you grow up? I'm the one, the one person that you will ever meet from Indio. It's in right India. next to Coachella. Is that right? Yeah. In fact, no one had heard of Coachella uh, until there was Coachella, the music fest. But um, they heard of Indio because it was where your car broke down on the way to Arizona. Okay. Uh, or going to Blythe. It's like, the, you know, when the news would say, hot spot in the nation, yeah. Indio, California, 121. Wow. Yeah, grew Desert. up there. Mm-hmm. Smack dab in the hot, hot. Yeah. I thought Vegas was hot. Wow, I can't imagine growing up there. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. hotter in Indio. Not that Vegas is, you know cold. No. Vegas is brutal. Yeah. It's it's all hot can be brutal. So this is a small town probably. It was then and it kind of still is now. Yeah. yeah. Little bitty town. And so uh you you went to high school there and everything? You graduated? Uh-huh. I went to three schools my whole life. Well, four including UCLA. I went to my elementary school there and yeah. my middle school there and my high school there. Indio High School. And then I went straight to college, and that's all I ever did. Went straight to UCLA? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, I stayed there for four and a half years and graduated and applied to medical schools because I was a pre-med. That's what I saw. Yeah, I was going to be a doctor, and then I, I was singing the whole time through college. I'd be down busking in Westwood with my guitar and singing in the coffee shops and had singing partners. And I guess when I realized I didn't want to go to med school, I, and I moved to Nashville. To how, be a country how old singer. were you? So right after you graduated? Yeah, I guess I was. Um, let's see, how old was I graduated? Twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then um, moved to Nashville by yourself. I did. That's I a moved. Bold by, move. I knew one family there, and they let me stay with them. And then they introduced me to the guy I married and divorced, but got a really cool name from it. Oh, so that's the name you kept. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it was Greenberg, and then it was Derryberry. So then I um kept wanting to sing country music and the only I got jobs as a jingle singer as a session singer but never as a grown-up I always got hired to sing like a kid then I was doing stand-in work for little boys 12 year old boys on these movies called yeah there was this movie called Ernest Goes to Camp you know yeah. Ernest saved those movies uh-huh. and um Ernest uh, Goes to Camp was the one I stood in for one of the 12 year old boys and uh his mom was like you should do voiceover cartoons and I'm like I don't even know what that is what? Huh. And uh, you didn't have an agent or a manager or anything? I, or had, you an, did? I had an agent in Nashville okay. who uh, gave me auditions. I booked a couple uh, Christmas elf on camera spots because I'm okay. really little. They can't see me, but I'm I'm 4'10". Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm pushing 100 pounds. I'm I'm pretty little. My head, my mouth, we're all the same size as a 12-year-old boy. I know that because the dentist has to use children's x-rays on me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I had a cassette of some jingles I had recorded. Um, actually, the way I got that is because I, they have this show in Nashville that's sort of like, um, I don't know, it's like a Jay Leno show, kind of. Uh-huh. It was called Ralph Emery. And it's where everybody, everybody watched the five o'clock Ralph Emery show. Mm. Everybody and anyone. And he was a local celebrity? A little more than local, regional. Okay. Uh, kind of enormous, huge yeah. there. And I wanted to sing on the show because they always let new talent sing on the show. Mm-hmm. And I um, sat in the audience every day and they had my little cassette of me singing. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't a big name, but one girl didn't show up and she was a big record label girl. 
and they didn't know who to get to sing and they came out to the audience. They were like, Debbie, you want to sing today? It's like, yes, it's my chance. It was Christmas Eve. It was five in the morning. It was snowing outside. But gosh darn it, when you want to do something, you show up. You sure do. So I got to be on there. The sax player loved my voice. He connected me with his agent who got me the jingle tape that I sent from this 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 kid in the movie. His mom gave me the names of casting directors in L.A. I sent my cassette. cassette. Your cassette. Yeah, I heard cassette. that. Uh-huh. Um, and they all responded, great voice, but you really have to live in L.A. So I divorced and moved to L.A. again. Well, you were used to that area, I yeah. guess, right? So I signed with a, um, a big agent called ICM and started working two weeks later. And that was 30 years ago. Wow. So you had to go out to to Nashville mm-hmm. to catch your big break mm-hmm. here in LA. Very succinct. Yeah. Yes. I talk about this a lot. You know, when, when a door opens for you, which they don't open that often, right? No. So you have to notice that it's opening and run through it. You don't always get opportunities. No. So that was my opportunity. And uh, I'm grateful I took advantage of it and that things happened and the microphone liked my voice and that I had the acting training from a kid mm-hmm. uh, all through I guess all through high school and I did drama in high school with and gymnastics. Then, I saw and gymnastics. Yep. I did a lot of gymnastics back when we didn't have the, the spring loaded floors when we did on wrestling mats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my visits to the back doctor. Yeah. You're great. But because I mean, your, your whole life could have been different if you just stayed in Nashville, right? Right. All roads leads back to LA. Huh? Pretty much. Yeah. Right. I, I would have never imagined me living in LA at all. Where I, did you want to live? So I, I grew up in New York uh-huh. and it's a little town where most kids end up back in the same town. Okay, and they, like kids, India. Yeah, the kids <laughs> go to the same high school that you went to and yeah. maybe you get a job working as a, a gym coach yeah, or, yeah. you know, and if you would have said at Jason, hey, you're going to end up in LA and you're going to have a studio and you're going to be on a podcast, like I would be like, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> right? That's and you guys got to see the studio. I don't know if you can walk around it, but boy, howdy. This is a really pretty place. Thank you. It's all state of the art. It's very nice. Congratulations, Jason. Thank you. Spanky space. She's funny when she comes in. She's like, I see like all this expensive equipment. You've got this big screen screen. She's like, but I don't know what you do here. And I'm like, that makes two of us. (laughs) (laughs) We're still trying to figure it out. Your door Uh, will open, Jason. The door will open. Yes. It's Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. There right. you go. And I built it. Now you we're did. just waiting for people to come. And, yeah, and, and it's on the came. ground floor and it's right next to a ton of really awesome restaurants. And you I'm sure you've was... been in the theater many times. Many so times, River yeah. has said that, actually. He's <laughs> like, I know this area very well because I've been with my mom here for yep. all kinds of events. And it, stuff. Used, it was, uh, you know, before pandemic, um, there'd be a lot of inside parties. And now they, they just kind of wall off the outside here. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole MECs and the whole... Um, for your considered the FYC season yeah, is all in parties out here. And they're the most amazing parties and they check your COVID card on the way in. They sure. And it's, uh, it, it's pretty hobnobby. Uh-huh. It's yeah, really just nice. Had some, well, I guess obviously the Emmys were just a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and they had all kinds of parties roped off. And, yep. And, like, and you hey. have to, um, like I'm in the TV Academy, but you have to um, apply to the lottery to get in certain events because they'll only let in a certain number of people. Ah, I didn't know that. And then when they start doing the screeners here again, then it's uh, another fun time. Yeah, that's why know? they were not letting me anywhere near that party. <laughs> yep. I'm like, my name's on that building right across the street. Let Get me come out. check this out. They're like, nope. 
Nope, nope, nope. So you have an, an, a very interesting way of making a living. Um, what is something that the average Joe or Jane doesn't realize or think about when it comes to voiceover acting? Um, that it's an acting job. That yeah. it's, it's not just, I have a cool voice. I bet I could do that. It's an acting job. Like It takes a lot of acting training. But in addition, there's the specifics of the voiceover world. How to work a mic, how to fill a pause, how to spell when you trip, when you fall, when you're launched from a cannon, when you kiss, when you raspberry, when you boat, when you elephant, when you goose. I don't know what you're talking about right now. These are all words I don't even recognize. Right? right? See? Because it's all voiceover stuff. I'm the average Joe here. So here's here's your boat. Here's your raspberry. Here's your um, elephant. So if you're in a room with three other voiceovers, you're like, give me an elephant and everybody's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. They know what that is. Pretty much, yeah. Interesting. Give me a goose. That's a goose. A goose. Yeah. Huh. Um, like you said, on a pin. Yeah. Or um, like say you're shot out of a cannon. Okay. So Jason, uh, your character is uh, shot out of a cannon and you do three flips and you land on your face. Boom. That's my sound. Is it? Was, was that wrong? It's not wrong for if I asked you to uh, make the sound of touching your drum. Okay. This is what I'd do if they said, you're launched from a cannon, you do three flips and you fall on your face. I would be... Wow. That's that's talent. Isn't that though? I swear I amaze myself every day. No, it's just that people don't realize that voice acting requires immediate change it's like in in video games when i book a video game and you go in you don't see the whole story or the script there's you know 600 actors eventually in the game it's a huge story and you get to see just your lines yeah and the director says okay um your dog just died and these are your lines okay now you're in an amusement park and you're running and running okay now you're getting shot in the belly and now you give me three punches and those are all Certain things you know how to do. Yeah. Like if you're slugged in the stomach and the script says U-M-P-H, what would you do? Uh, I'd probably say you need a different voiceover actor. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like this. <clears throat> right? Or if you trip, yeah. it's like. <laughs> so all these little things add up and you pepper your scripts with them and uh, it moves quick. You know, when your director is telling you what to do and you're like, I can do that. So I teach it also because um, it moves so quickly now and it didn't always move that quick. Well, you're building an argument, right? Because obviously Zach was pursuing the whole acting thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And his challenge is like memorizing lines and Mm -hmm. going into, you know, auditions and trying to deliver it in person, right? And you think like, oh, voiceover is so much easier. Well, you don't have to memorize lines. You don't have to memorize lines, but there's a lot of other challenges, right? Because you don't have the chemistry, you don't, right? Well, you also have to be a super good reader, Sure. which um, you'd be surprised how many people cannot read by no fault of their own. They just, we don't practice it that much. And um, there's a lot of dyslexics, you know, and you learn to live with it, but it doesn't make it easier in voiceover. And then there's singers, people who can sing, usually do a little better at voiceover because you can hear the melody. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who are not singers. It doesn't mean you can't do voiceover, but it's a little harder than if you were a singer. Mm -hmm. So being on camera and, uh, 
hating to memorize lines and transitioning into VO, voiceover, is totally possible, but there's a lot to learn. Yeah. I coach a lot of on-camera on actors. You guys do a lot of cartoons, let's just say. Let's just go there for a second. Um, like, we go to a lot of events and we meet, you know, kids and some of the kids are voiceover actors, right? That's all they do. They're voiceover actors, right? Um, like, based on the industry, like... How many adults are playing kids versus how many kids are actually playing kids when you watch cartoons and um, stuff? It used to be that most adults played the kids. Okay. But now kids play kids in the G-Raiders. But in an adult swim, in anything that's, uh, you know, raunchy or off color, it'll be adults playing kids, which is where my opening is now. I see. But pretty much my entire career, I've been playing a kid. Yeah. Although they, they weren't using kids as much then. Now they want, you know, the natural kid voice and it's good and bad. It's, no, it's bad and bad. No, it's good. <laughs> it's good for the kid. It's harder for the director. It's harder if your season gets picked up and that kid goes into puberty and then you have to recast and try and find a, not good only point. a voice match, but a, a, a person who can, who can act like your first actor. Mm -hmm. So if you know you're going into a show that's going to be multiple seasons, it might behoove you to cast an adult mm. so that you don't have to deal with puberty. So do you find yourself auditioning and going against kids often or? Every day. Every day. All the time. Really? Yeah. Huh. All the time. I coach them too. And you coach some of the kids you're competing against, um, huh? Not always that I'm competing yeah. against. I, I don't always, I, you know, sometimes I do because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't interfere with me. For me, I want the best actor to get that job. Yeah. Whether it's me or someone else, sometimes I'll get an audition and I'll do my best job, but I'll think to myself, you know who could really knock this out of the park? And I've done this numerous times. I'll call them. I'm like, you have got to ask your agent for this audition. I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. And um, they're the ones that end up booking it. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Because you kind of hear it. You know what it should sound like. Now I do. Yeah. And yeah. I know so many people and there's so many amazing voice artists out there and we're really friendly. You know, I, I see a lot of um, on-camera celebs and... It's hard to be on on-camera celeb because there's people at you all the time. Yeah. But maybe it's because we're invisible that keeps them humble, voice artists. You're invisible until you go to like Dragon Con. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or someplace like that. Right. Then, then you're kind of a big deal. Yeah. Then you need um, escorts. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. For sure. Or Comic Con, right? In San Diego, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends what show is hot at the time. Like Mark Hamill always needs a full crew of bodyguards mm -hmm. to try and get through. But it, at Comic-Con San Diego and on a lot of the cons, there are back entrances. So they'll bring you in the back and let you wait in the green room and then you get escorted to your table. And these days there's, you know, the plastic screens. I haven't been to a con since um, the COVID, pandemic. Probably, yeah. And uh -huh. I don't see myself going back until they uh, make everybody vaccinated. Yeah. Um, it's just not so safe because as a voice Especially artist. for what you do for a living. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, we get covid we can't work. No. Not only that, but it it can cause irreversible lung damage. That's right. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, who needs that when you have to breathe? That's right. For a living. <laughs> when you have to breathe for a living. There's right? that. Or just <laughs> to live. <laughs> so people, please get vaccinated. Do your research. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> so um, I, I remember the first time because we uh, we lived in Atlanta. Yeah. 
And, right, Dragon uh, Con. Yeah, we lived in Atlanta. That was a big deal. And somebody said, hey, you guys should go check out Dragon Con. And we're like, what is this Dragon Con? And the first year we went, we didn't like dress up. You know, we just kind of I did Dragon Con the first year. Did you? I did. Huh. I think that was, was it 2001. Okay. We might have went to that one. Yeah. I don't remember. It was um, a long time ago. No, it's huge. It was tiny then. Yeah. But that was in uh, convention infancy, and now it's exploded. The, the biggest character that I was, like, blown away with was I got – I didn't get to meet SpongeBob, but I got to meet Patrick. You, it's probably a friend of yours, oh, probably. Yeah. Of course, right? But yep. that was kind of a big Bill deal. Bucky, yeah. very tall man. I'm like, yeah. I got to meet Patrick Yeah. Well, Bob, you know, Patrick right? lives here. I mean, oh, really? Bill, uh, Bill Foggerbucky lives here, and Tom Kinney just lives around the corner. Ah. Um, in fact, his— Is Tom Kinney SpongeBob? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See? In fact, his daughter went to Burbank with River. They were both in the choir there. Oh, okay. Voiceovers is a very small community, and before pandemic, when we all recorded from home now, um, we all had to live— Within a few minutes driving distance, well, not always, but um, most of us live right right here in Toluca Lake, North yeah. Hollywood area. Because look, Salami Studios is there, CBS or Disney and um, Nickelodeon's right over there and Cartoon Network and Warner Brothers and, and LA Studios and it's all the ones we record located at. located to everything. The and industry. they'll say, okay, you have a session from nine to one and then you start again at two to six over at a different studio. Mm-hmm. So you, before the pandemic, you weren't doing a lot of work from your home. You were kind of going to different studios yeah. to do the work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And you show up with other people and you're all kind of working on it together. Yeah, it was good really? fun. Or you'd wait your turn in the lobby and eat food and snacks and talk that's to people. That's the best part of Totally. That's the best part. Yeah, the hobnobbing. Boy, do they feed you yeah. and spoil you. But right? um, they realized it, when actors put on headphones, you kind of cut up a lot and start talking and, and you know you're actors so you love to hear yourself talk yeah so they started recording them individually without other people in the studio with them uh -huh. they realized they got through the script so much faster because oh, there was nobody to bounce off of really it's just like stand there shut up do your lines go home yeah and huh. so it's less fun for me but so much cheaper for them but now we just have our home studios what kind of mic do you use i use a mojave m a 301 FET, but I tested out nine microphones on five, with five different auditions each. Uh -huh. So I went 45 takes and analyzed them, you know, from Neumann's down to Rhodes and everything in between. And this one made my voice sound the best. Wow. So that's what I use and travel with. But, you know, you, you have a great engineer. He can make yeah, all mics sound good. They and make I, what it this sounds. is a nice little one. You usually for animation will use a a large condenser diaphragm mic and mm -hmm. a really good compressor, like an interface with a decent compressor. And then, you know, for commercial, if all you do is commercials and promos, you might want more like a shotgun mic or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know a lot about mics. I just know about my mic. <laughs> and I know <laughs> people spend like you know a, lot, a lot of money on them and you don't really need to spend that much. <laughs> when did you realize, right? So you moved out to LA, you, I guess you're exclusively doing mostly voiceover auditions or were you doing other auditions too at the time? Um, you know, I still, once in a while, I have an on-camera agent mm -hmm. and I have done commercials on camera. Mostly I just stick to VO now, but I did shoot an episode of a TV show called The Rookie, the Halloween episode. And believe it or not, I play a nosy neighbor. You're in you're in yeah, front of the camera. camera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I did an in front of the camera for a show called iCarly. I played a, a recurring teacher or a principal secretary on that, Miss Varman. Um, and 
The big one before that was a, a Duracell battery campaign where I played a 12-year-old boy in five hours of makeup with these plastic battery people with batteries on their back. Huh. Um, well, here's one that probably most don't know that you were actually on camera. was a that? little movie called Free Willy. I wasn't. I was on camera, but not as a main actor. Okay. Um, I'm a scuba diver. I've always loved scuba diving. So they needed a short person who scuba dived who was the size of a 12-year-old boy. And as we've discussed, I am that size. Yes. So when these jobs come and they're right up your alley, I met with Warner Brothers and they were like, all right, off to Mexico City you go to ride the whale and do the stunts for the boy on the whale. Because he was a 12-year-old boy and... You're not going to let a 12-year-old boy ride a whale. That's just too dangerous. Sure. So, yeah, that was fun. I did all this body double stunt work. But then turned out that the stunt person they hired was too afraid to drown in the water with the whale because, you know, I'd been in the whale tank for seven weeks. I was pretty comfortable with the whale. That's so cool. But, you know, it's like saying, just go meditate in the lion's den. Uh -huh. And so they said she was wiggling too much. So they asked me to run on the surface of the pool and slip and fall and hit my head and fall in the tank and drown, <sighs> which I did. And it was awesome. I'm going to go watch that movie now and really appreciate Just it. Pause it when he's drowning uh -huh. and you'll see he has a butt. Okay. Yeah, you know, a little figure there, a little waist. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just always done whatever job comes my way. I'm like, I'll take it. I like to try lots of different yeah. things. You know, I, uh -huh. I did my foray into preschool music, seven years of writing preschool and recording albums. And I had number one hits on the radio and toured the United States doing concerts. Some of those songs are like so catchy. Thank like, you. They really are. I yeah. know. Uh -huh. <laughs> I we had we had your CD in our car because River brought it over. Thank you for yes, that. Yes, you're welcome. You know, it's on yeah. Spotify and iTunes uh -huh. and Apple. Everybody can go That's true. I'm talking put in CDs, Debbie Derryberry. Right? But it's yeah, those are coasters. Spotify. They are. Did I say CDs? I meant no, coasters. No, I said CDs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. So at what point did you realize like, wow, like I'm a voiceover artist. Like this is where my life is going. It's pretty cool. Like where did you realize that that, that was where the, your fate was heading? I don't know. Yesterday? Was it, was, it, <laughs> was it one big job no. or what? Nothing? No, I just, I'll do whatever job comes the way. But uh -huh. the jobs that came were VO jobs and specifically animation jobs and more specifically kids. And so I'm Still always grateful when I book one. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of auditions, Jason, for that one job. I probably audition 150 times before I might book something. Is that right? It's a lot. I probably do um, three to 15 auditions a day, every day. Wow. I'm in my booth all the time. See, I wouldn't think that. I would I would think you with your notoriety that you it's like people write you into you would think so right we need to change Ralph that Ralph crying in the mud <laughs> i was thinking exactly the same thing <laughs> no we um we audition just like everybody else and oh. pretty much work for scale and that's you know the contract rate you know if you're an on-camera star your your rate is much higher than the scale rate but mm -hmm. pretty much everybody wants to do voiceover and there's a lot of great voiceover artists out there, yeah, including me. Yeah. I'm, I think I turn in excellent auditions, and I'm a, as competitive as the rest of them, but there's a lot of us. So we just remain humble, work for scale, do a lot of auditions. And, you know, sometimes people I call it throw me a bone. They're like, oh, I have this role. Debbie, you're just offered this role. It doesn't mm -hmm. happen that often anymore, though. 
there's just a lot more inclusivity and in, in trying out new voices. Interesting. So let's talk about the big one. There's a lot of white. You have over 300 IMDb credits, yeah, right? Yeah, there's but a lot. Most would know you from one. Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Most would know me as the voice of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> think, think, think. Brain blast. Yeah. Wow. So when did that when did that happen? What year was that? Do you remember? Gosh, I think it was um, 1999. Okay. Because uh, it was auditioned as an interstitial, which is like a, a little short. Like when The Simpsons started, it was these 10-minute bits on the Tracy Ullman show. Remember yes, that? Yes, I totally remember that. So Jimmy Neutron started out as a few of those. And, you know, I auditioned for it. Like, you don't really think twice about it because mm -hmm. you audition a lot. Back then, we went to the places to audition. So, you know, maybe I had five auditions a week sure. on, a, on a busy week. I booked it which was very exciting because it was a little boy's role and I hadn't done little boy's voices before. I was comfortable with little girl voices, like what you're hearing now. Mm. So I didn't always sound like this. Um, my natural voice, this is the easiest place for me to talk right here. So I gave it my best shot and I don't have little boy texture. Texture is when your voice is you know, a little gravelly. Mm -hmm. You got that kind of little boy texture in there. Um, I don't have that, but I can put it in there. But I thought, for a cartoon, you don't want to put in something that's painful because you have to hold on to it for four hours and you don't want to shred your yeah. throat. So I gave him my clear-voiced boy, which was what well, you hear when you hear Jimmy Neutron. And everybody was up for the role. You know, all the normal biggies. Sure. And there were only like eight of us then. Um, and I thought the interstitials when they came out, because you, you do it and then you wait six months so you forget about it. Because by it the time that long. Okay. to go to animation and back, yeah, mm -hmm. they get colored and sent overseas. And and that was back, you know, before everything was digital. They have to be like, FedEx, fix the cells. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And then when I saw the, the uh, VHS of these interstitials, I thought, those are really fun. And next thing you know, they said, we're doing a feature film. So I had my first feature film starring in it, which was awesome. And then... That did well. It got nominated for an Oscar. And then they um, did a cartoon series and video games and then commercials. And it just kind of exploded. But you never know. You don't always get more than one of those in a lifetime. That Yeah, that's that's the big one, mm -hmm. right? That's what a lot of voiceover artists aspire for is that one big one that's going to yeah. last. So how many seasons and how many years did that it was, last? It was just two seasons. It was only two seasons. Yeah. had that much of an impact yeah. on culture, huh? It's a... Very well written show with a uh, the the chemistry of the cast is something that you know you get lucky. Yeah. They cast really good people, but the chemistry was unbelievably funny, and we were all in the studio together. And they're just amazing, hilarious actors: Rob Paulson and Mark DiCarlo and Megan Cavanaugh and and Jeff Garcia, Carolyn Lawrence, and it was just. A good bunch. And it it always helps when you know that they're going to put money behind the marketing of it. You right? don't know that. <clears throat> oh, you don't know that, but it always helps when that happens, yes, right? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But no, as a as an actor, we don't we aren't privy to any information ever. No. We are just the actors. And that's kind of true. I mean, people pour their their life blood into their projects and their pilots and their pitches and their you know, getting these things off the ground and then they hire the actor and we stroll in thinking we're God's gift and we give them an hour of our time and do our line and then we get all the credit. It's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah. 
It's funny because I was just, uh, we took a road trip. We took a, we were going to go to either Jamaica, mm -hmm. which was going to take too long to get there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it would have just been a pain with baby. So we actually flew to Chicago and we took like a road trip. We did like a whole Midwest tour. Yeah. Started in Chicago. We did, uh, Milwaukee. Um, and then we went to Minneapolis and we went to the Mall of America. Have you ever been to the Mall of America? Um, no, where the Jimmy Neutron ride is? Yeah. Yeah, I thought a lot of a lot of fans go there, but yes. I never went there. So we were there, right? And we were like, that Jimmy Neutron's a big deal at the Mall of America. Uh -huh. Just as a voice teacher, you can't pound the table when you make a point. <laughs> Thank you for the You're welcome. Okay, criticism. Mall of America. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and and while we were there, we were taking photos with Brooklyn in front of <laughs> Jimmy Neutron and Aaron sending them to River. And it was, yeah. it was cool, right? So do you think it's still there? It is. It is. The Jimmy Neutron. I'm not sure if the ride was there. Um, it might pictures. be. The There's definitely like huge like pictures in the Nickelodeon store. Very cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I hope they bring Jimmy Neutron back one day. Wouldn't I, that be I, nice? That would be nice. Yeah, from your lips Could to God's happen? ears. Anything can happen. I guess. You know, they brought back Rugrats. Yeah. So who knows? And The Simpsons still going, right? 33 Season. Is that yeah. ever going to end? No, it silly won't. man. No, it will be here forever. Huh. I'll be here when the cockroaches rule, rule the world. Did you audition for The Simpsons? Yes. You did? Yes. Did you audition for Bart? Yes. You did? Yes. What does your Bart Simpson sound like? Like Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I know what, here's something interesting. One of the main writers <sighs> on The Simpsons, Mike uh -huh. Price, uh, he produced another show with Bill Burr called F is for Family. Yes. And I'm, I play most of the kids on that show and uh, season five is coming out November 25th. Wow. Thanksgiving Day is our fifth season and I play Maureen and Philip and Kitty and Bridget and um, I play Scott and oh, Nurse Beatrice. I play a lot of characters on F is for Family. So cool. Josh is a big fan of that Are show you? for sure. Oh, yep. it's it's uh -huh. very wrong. I can tell that Josh isn't easily embarrassed and not easily offended. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn's not watching that show. No, Probably Brooklyn, not, right? Brooklyn can watch uh, Glitter Force. Okay. She can watch um, I'm uh, um, Candy and um, Maya on Glitter Force. And Sailor Moon, I'm Diana the Cat. She can watch that. Okay. Um, she can watch Curious George. I play Neoki on that, the little kitty cat. Um, hmm. Let's see, what else can she watch that I'm on? She can watch the YouTube version of Baby Shark. Uh, I play Baby Brooklyn. Baby Shark Brooklyn. On Is YouTube. that right? Yeah. I but we're not that. really talking about that. Okay. Right now. No, it's, huh. it's not a big deal. No. And then... Um, uh, she can watch Monster Highs. I'm Dracula on that. Well, and I know she can watch Toy Story and she yes. can watch, um, what is the one? You know, I just have a, a tiny, a little bitty lines, background type lines in but Toy Story. But you were kind of like, weren't you mine, mine? mine? Yeah. Pick me, pick me. Dracula. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what it is. The aliens. And she can watch Care Bear. I'm Cheer Bear. Which, your and, Cheer Bear. Which and, color is Cheer Bear? Uh, Pink. Look at how many characters you brought to life. I wish you can watch the Christmas Chronicles, those movies at Christmas time. They're great. Yeah. I'm With the, Goldie Hawn? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm the elf. Kurt, ah. You know, the wow. guy that wrote that language uh, for the elfish wrote Dothraki for Game of Thrones. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. I had to learn a whole new language for that one. Huh. And she can watch Loud House. I'm uh, Miss Allegra and Auntie Pam on that. I stay busy. 
you ever go to sleep and like the voices kind of take over in your dreams and you got all these characters <laughs> kind of fighting with each other? Like what happens when you sleep and dream? I'm curious. You know, I'm I'm a big organizer, Jason. So uh -huh. in my dreams is when I organize my life. When I wake up, sometimes I'm frustrated because I, I couldn't get, you know, the square peg in the round hole kind of thing. Okay. Um, my dreams are really ridiculous. No, I don't go to sleep with my cartoon character. So sometimes after I'm done with an audition, I think this is true of any actor, you'll send it in and then you'll have this thought like, ah, oh, I should have done that. And then sometimes I'll run back and redo it and email it to the agent. I'm like, pull that audition. Use this one instead. Yeah, I see. So you're just kind of trying to correct things maybe. Well, what I don't do know think? if in, in, in acting, is there a correct? Not really. There's sometimes, you know, different choices. That's right. You just want to make a bold choice and a choice that's going to stand out mm -hmm. and get you that call back. What would you say is the most challenging voice that you've had to work on? Let's see. Um, well, Tigtone has, okay. uh, t has been challenging. It's a show called Tigtone and I play Helpy, this little purple monster right here. Okay. Um, it's on Adult Swim, and uh, it's my old lady voice placement with a sort of a creature and an attitude. Yeah. So, um, I'm Helpy. I regenerate. So, a voice like that for me. That could be a throat shredder. Uh, so, I had to worry about how to place it. And I, I have it now where I can do a couple hours of Helpy mm. without getting tired. Or hurting myself. But sometimes when uh, people get excited in front of microphones, they tend to pinch at their throat, and that can cause a lot of problems. I did a, a cartoon called um, Tasmania with okay. the Tasmanian devil, and yeah. I, I played his little brother, uh, Jake, this little guy in the corner right there. I see him. Yeah. And um, I used a voice that I couldn't hold, and it ended up almost giving me a, a node. It was like, ah, oh, you're the best man. Yeah, I don't even want to go there. The no, minute you feel tough. that, and uh -huh. you can hear it, right? Yeah. And when I hear people practicing with voices like that, I'm like, uh-uh, stop, hold on. That's not the one for you. So some actors, like um, Nancy uh, Bart, she naturally has a little bit of a texture, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't have that texture, but I can formulate it, and I can place my voice to make it that way sometimes. The problems of a voiceover artist, huh? Yeah, and See? there's different placements for different voices. Like um, when I cry like a baby, that's a different placement from the old lady. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing my booming soldier, that's different than the young boy. Um, and the teenager placement is really uh, the easiest place for me. And I can hold it forever. Yeah. Um, and over the years, I've just kind of developed um, ways to do different characters and and just like your game at the beginning. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, well, that means it's this place. Is it up here or is it here or is it in here or is it here or is it down here? See? And then how old is it or is it really, really old or is it from outer space and has an accent kind of thing? <laughs> and you have to learn different accents. I'd love to be on like an airplane one day. And like Jimmy Neutron comes on the PA and does like the safety instructions. Like, oh, you, yeah. How cool would that be? Like, I need to go on Southwest right? and say, you know how Southwest has the funniest announcements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I should do. You should totally do that. And, and that would go viral on TikTok probably. Oh, and yeah. And I know you've got a pretty big TikTok <laughs> 
following. <laughs> you see, when I did, I guess, three postings ago, it's at like 1.9 million. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I love my TikTok people. So sometimes if people want to, you know, tune into my website or go to streamily.com, okay. there's a store there with all my autographs. And sometimes I go live on TikTok or Instagram and, um, you know, people go to Streamily and get their autographs and then I sign them for them live on on my phone. Okay. You know, on the, the TikTok live. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of the new thing doing these uh, virtual in-person signings. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's the new norm, I guess. Yeah, they figured out some really amazing ways of making it happen. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. yeah, my TikTok, I have a lot of wonderful fans. I think there's 870,000 followers. Oh, wow. I know. And how often do you publish content on TikTok? Um, Not as much as I'd like right no. now. It probably is just uh, two or three times a month, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Just there's no time in my day between, you know, I have a, a country band that I'm working on and yeah. then I have my kids stuff, music that um, I'm, I'm really working on the business end of my music and auditions all the time. And then uh, it's just so much. Don't you find that there's not enough hours in the day? There's totally not enough hours no. in the day. And then yeah. you still have to eat. And swim and work out and do Pilates and walk the dogs and feed your husband. Yeah. Oh, wife. Yeah. I heard you're the cook. At I'm home. kind of the cook. Yeah. You're kind of the cook. River yeah, comes I make some says, good steak. I, yeah. I, I got a barbecue. River loves that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when he was vegan, he didn't obviously like that. Right. But, but you know, yeah. he'll cheat. He'll oh. go over there and eat some meat once in a while. <laughs> well, Jason made these steaks and they were good. And I had a bite. It was pretty yeah. great. Uh -huh. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, well, I'm the cook at home and uh, I'm looking forward to having him home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he coming mm -hmm. home soon? Mm -hmm. The boys are going to love that. Yeah. Yep. Hope I get to that. see him. It's going to be at your house more than my house. Awesome. Um, we're going to do another little exercise here. Get to know each other a little bit better. So this is two truths and a lie. Pretty simple game where you come up you, two yeah. truths about you and then uh -huh. one lie. Okay. You're going to use a different character voice for each of the things that you share. I'll go first since I'll let you kind of think about it. Okay. Here. All right. Two truths and a lie. Um I once saved a little boy's life. Um, I was in high school. I was in a um, a boy band. And uh, I played the drums when I was younger as well. I want to say the truth is that you saved a kid's life and that you played the drums when you were little. You are exactly right. <laughs> I'm not the boy band kind of guy, huh? I don't know. See? I had to, I had to pick, pick the one that... that they all sounded pretty plausible. Okay, I was kind of shooting. <laughs> and there's not too many boy bands that came from Long Island, New yeah, York either, yeah. right? So I guess mm -hmm. uh, we can go with that. Well, my back is killing me from doing gymnastics for so many years. <laughs> you know what? I really, really love green bell peppers. That's my most favorite food in the whole world. Well, I had a dog and it ran in the street and it got hit by a car. Okay. So the gymnastics, I know. That's kind of, I cheated, I think. Yeah, know, I cheated on sure that. But gymnastics. then again, you know everything about me. So. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have had dogs that have got hit by cars. I'm going to say that's also truth, too. And I'm going to say you hate green peppers. I hate them so much. Do you? I hate them so much. Yeah. It's like uh -huh. the people who don't like cilantro. Yeah. Get it out. I hate huh. them. I like the red ones and the yellow ones, though. Seriously? And you know who likes them a lot? My dogs love little pieces of yellow pepper. Really? It's like their treats. 
<laughs> See, I don't even taste the difference between green peppers and yellow peppers. Do you? When they come on a sausage and pepper sandwich oh, yeah. cooked with onions I and won't grease. Even, they all taste like, the, the, everything on that kebab tastes like green peppers to me. Really? Yeah. Huh. Jenna's nodding her head. She agrees. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that was a thing that people like different flavors of peppers and mm -hmm. dislike mm -hmm. them. Huh. But good job. Yeah, I think we both won on that. Maybe we should go on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I think so. You know, we, we could well. win on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I think we'd do well. Um, what about, here's another one, ranch. I'm sorry, blue cheese. Love it or hate it? Love it. How about you? Hate it. Really? Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know Chunky. how people could even put that on their salad. It's so, the stinkier, the better. It's one of those Jeez. things that you either love or hate. There's no I in guess. between. How about with, cilantro? With love it. Hate I could do that. It's can. not like I crave it or anything, mm -hmm. but I can do cilantro. You know what I like a lot? Like what? I'm not. I'm not a vegan, but you made a, like a little face when you said vegan. Well, like yeah. that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, you know, like people are like diehard vegans. Yeah, right? we, we're vegan, but not diehard You're, vegan. Are you vegan? Yeah, but we, you know, I'll if I go to your house and you serve me something amazing that's of the carnage variety, yeah, I'll try it. You will. Or I'll eat eggs if I'm feeling protein, uh, you know, deficient. Or okay. I'll have milk in my coffee if that's all there is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not diehard, but yeah, we don't really cook it or eat it too much anymore at all. So there's an amazing little place. I'm sure you've been there because okay. you live in Toluca Lake. Uh, something vegan right there yeah, on yeah. River. What is it? Riverside. River, Riverside, yeah, right? Yeah. Boy, they, they got these like vegan chicken nuggets. Oh, strip. yeah. Like, oh, they're, like, the little drummies. So good. So good. Yeah. Right? I like it with the little orange sauce stuff Yes, they have. me too. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. I like that better than real chicken. Do like, you? It's so good. It's uh, made with uh, seitan, a wheat gluten. Uh, okay. Which is still kind of stringy. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Huh. But you know what? If you really want to do some carnage, yeah. at the Hungry Crowd on Riverside Drive, they have deep fried pork ribs. Back and this in the is day. vegan? Version? No, not oh, at all. Like, it's real pork <laughs> like ribs. Deep fried pork but boy, ribs. are they good back in the day when I ate those. I don't think I've ever been to that restaurant. You need to go and have some deep fried pork ribs. Okay. Take me, I'll have the kale salad. There you go. Mm -hmm. Sounds, yeah. Okay. You made that face again. No. <laughs> <laughs> the kale salad at the barbecue joint. Um, okay, let's do uh, one more true, two truths and one lie. We're going to play one more time. Okay. In my house, I have. Seven guitars. Okay. When I was little, I would go in the swimming pool and pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> and my third one. Once I punched somebody in the collarbone and broke it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's dissect this a little bit. All kids pee in the pool, so I think we've all done that. Um, uh, I want to say you have more guitars, but I can't see you punching somebody. So I'm going to say the punching somebody in the collarbone and broke it is the lie. Um, I actually punched somebody in the collarbone and broke it. Are you serious? Well, it was, all, it was broken, but it was almost better. And then I, I punched him and it broke again. Oh my. Yeah. So that's, that's not a lie. That's the truth. Um, that's true. So you I, have nine guitars. I oh. do have seven guitars. You have seven guitars. Oh. I'd never peed in the pool. You've never peed no. in the pool? No. What? In the ocean, but not in the pool. Wow. No, I get out and go pee in the toilet like a good girl. <laughs> now, that, that was a good, good. one, right? You I win. Totally bing, 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 bing. Yes, yes. You win. Do I so got to do I'm, it now? I don't know if I'm going to invite you over swimming, though, is the thing. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So tell me a little bit more about what you got going on in the world now. You've, you're auditioning a lot. You're yep. coaching. Yep. You've got a book. You've got music. Like, you've got so much happening. My second edition mm-hmm. of my voiceover book is now out. And, um, oh, I just got nominated for um, a Sovas Body of Work Award. It's very uh, big honor. The really? Society of Voice Arts, Voice Arts and Sciences. Yeah. Wow. So I just found out I got that nomination. Congrats. Which made me feel really puffy and conceited. So those are uh, like the big things going right now in season five of F is for Family coming out Thanksgiving Day. And then, you know, the, the rookie that's out October 31st. So Thanksgiving and Halloween, I'm like big news. Yeah. 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 Oh, big going to be a big month for you. Um, huh. It's pretty much busy all the time and then I, I Guild Wars the new um, uh, rendition or the new chapter or whatever of, of Guild Wars 2 um, um, my character Timey on it that I've been doing for years and years she kind of does the promo announces the whole when you go and watch the commercial on it that's, okay. that's uh, been going on for a lot of years for any Guild Wars 2 fans Okay, um, that's what's going on huh. and my website always has New stuff on it and my TikTok channel. What's your website? Um, DebbieDerryBerry.com and it's spelled D-E-B-I-D-E-R-R-Y-B-E-R-R-Y. Just like it sounds. Cool. So is there a Hall of Fame for voiceovers? Um, I don't think so, but no? there's a lot of, um, there should be, right? There's a lot of organizations popping up. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, in the Emmys, there's... A voice uh, artist award and hopefully one day in the Oscars they'll have a voice artist award but they don't okay. but there's the Annie's the ASIFA organization has the Annie Awards cool. that is just for people in animation and then there's Sovas that has an awards show but there no probably is somewhere yet. with a Hall of Fame. Oh. Maybe someday I'll be in it and you can say, I knew her. That's right. That's what I'm asking here because yeah. I think that's where you're headed. There's a lot of cartoons I voiced. I'm looking at this picture of me with all these cartoons around it. Uh-huh. Good well, fun. I love what I do. Hopefully you can leave your autograph for our staff here. They would love that. Coasters. And if you want to keep up with Debbie, I suggest, hey, if you want to get into acting, she's an amazing coach. So look at that. Check yep. her out. DebbieDerryBerry.com. And uh, it's such an honor to have you on this show. I appreciate you making the drive all the way from Toluca Lake Yeah, it to took North me Hollywood. like six minutes. See? <laughs> yes. And I still have to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me on the show, Jason. Love your studio. Love your crew. And it's just been a joy. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. This has been the Jason Hennessy Podcast. This show is produced by Whitney Welsh and Jenna Kershaw, engineered and edited by Josh Fisher, and recorded at Hennessy Studios. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.